It doesn't matter how far you run. There are some podcasts you can't escape. It's Harmless Phosphorescence. Everybody, this is Throw Smiley, and I did a bare ass triple flip 360 in front of 22,000 people. Who's joining me this week? Hi, I'm Josh CC, and I've been carrying around this bread for a while. Merry Christmas, you assholes. I'm Brian Lash. Scraping at the door. <laughs> it's Alaric Weber. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. And guys, did you know that uh, in addition to uh, being live on YouTube every week, we are a podcast. So you can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to the podcast uh, app of your choice and rate us. Rate and review us. We really appreciate it. It helps other people find us. So it's the easy, free way that you can help support our show here uh, without having to drop a dime. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening. And this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. thing. There's no conscience. Just hunger. The rider's going to come out. But when he does, he'll destroy whoever's got it coming. Take on a new form. One more powerful than he's ever known. I can't believe they had the pee part in the trailer. I can't they believe made they the trailer. Did. That's incredible. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Um, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, a little PSA. Uh, if it if it's like a flamethrower when you pee, you should probably see a doctor. Oh gosh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Drink more water too. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that is not healthy, guys. Um, and when this trailer was running on TV, I bet Batman or Bruce Wayne was at home going, "Oh yeah, the darkest hero ever." Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch your parents die in an alleyway? Because I've seen it dozens of times. <laughs> Do you become the darkness? <laughs> Meanwhile, Superman's like, my whole planet, Bruce. Entire planet. <laughs> I got bills Asshole. in the farm. We all got trauma, Super dick. Bills. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance uh, released February 17th, 2012. Running time in 95 minutes. It cost $75 million and uh, took in $132 million at the box office. So Really? Yeah, it didn't do bad. It was um, – j- so to, to put that in um, – Ghost Rider One to uh, put that uh, in in uh, focus. Ghost Rider One cost 110 million and took in 228 million. So this was a huge step down, both in um, in budget and box office. But it still did fine. It made yeah. its money. Wow, they did a lot more with a lot less. They, I'm impressed. They really did. I I don't know how much of the 110 in the first one went to. Eva Mendez. Well, and it wasn't a huge gap in time. Peter Fonda. Uh, but <laughs> Peter Fonda, yeah, probably yeah. took a chunk of money. But um, technology was getting better in such short spans of time. The the so probably getting cheap. Yeah, the Ghost Rider effects in this one looked so much better. They did. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was it was remarkable how much better from the first one. Um, Even yeah. the practical stuff looked better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. It really did. Yeah, this movie looked just looked better <laughs> than the first one. Um, just, they dropped a ton of the cheese from uh, the 2007 one. Um, but uh, I was wondering, fellas, are you guys ready to play the box office top 10 game? <gasps> Let's do it. That means yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thought you stepped on a Lego. <laughs> All right. This is the game where uh, the guys are going to try to guess where this movie opened in the top 10 of the week of February 17th, 2012. Um, and uh, then I'm going to uh, read the descriptions of uh, the uh, top 10 movies. Um, and the guys are going to try to guess each one of those based on the description I read. Uh, so, uh, guys, let's see. Um We'll start with uh, Brian. Brian, where do you think this movie opened? So February 17th. Yes. Was when this movie was released. So this is a Valentine's-ish <laughs> day weekend for the late uh, boyfriend to take his partner out to. I'm going to guess number three. All right. Brian. There was probably some romantic movie that came out about a girl and her dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll lose your dog in 10 days. <laughs> You just leave the door open. <laughs> I've left the door open for 10 days. Ten days from dog to leave. Yeah, don't worry. But, but you if you leave down. the door open in a, a little while later, there'll be some scratching at the door. <laughs> at the door. At the door. Yeah, I lost my dog and I, and I got Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd like my dog back, please. <laughs> well, let me play with Nick Cage for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he likes scratches. He likes He's more of a awesome. cat. He's a sexy cat. A sexy cat. You're right. He is more of a cat. I, that makes sense to me, and I don't know why. Yeah. I think of him more as like a pet tarantula. <laughs> you don't want to handle him for too long. I feel like he's yeah. got like ferret energy. I don't know. Uh, Sometimes he does. he's an actor, man. Yeah. He's a chameleon. Um, so, all right. So, Brian's guessing number three. Al, where do you think it opened? Okay, so uh, Valentine's Day week. Um, I think everybody took everybody went to go see the romantic movie three days before, and now they're in. They they want some action. Uh, number one, and plus all the plus all the lonely people. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Alsa's um, number one that, with a bullet. That have uh, the spirit of vengeance in them. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Those are vengeance flowers. I said, you. <laughs> vengeance flowers. So number one, says he. Yeah, uh, Alice guess number Is one. Uh, Josh, where, what do you think? Well, uh, I'll go with two. I was going to say, it's right there. It's waiting for you. All right. So we got one, two, and three guessing there. All right. Um, So here we go. Uh, We're jumping in. So there's a few of these that um, were uh, on our last episode. Um, We haven't gone that far in time. So I'm just going to give us a couple rundown, quick rundown of the top 20. Um, Let's see. Number 20. Um, a detective is on the trail of a criminal mastermind who is carrying out a string of random crimes across Europe. That could not be more vague. <laughs> is it a James Bond movie? No. Is it a Sherlock Holmes movie? It is. Mm. Which Sherlock Holmes movie? Um, Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. What was the other one? Like shadows? A, a game yeah, of shadows. Ga- yeah, a game of shadows. Oh, yeah. oh, a game of shadows. Is this the Robert Downey Jr. one? Yep, the, the, the sequel. Second. Yeah. Oh, I just recently saw the first one for the first time. It's yeah, it's very Guy Ritchie. Very Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's not the Thinking Man Sherlock. Yeah, I, I was not as impressed as I was told I was going to be. I mean, when it came out, what was it like nine or 10, 2009, so, 2010, yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. around there? Like it was very like, hey, it's a refreshing take, but then it. I don't know. It didn't age well, I I feel like. Yeah. No. Um, all right. So number 19 was uh, one we had last week. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Uh, 18 um, was one we had last week. <laughs> one for the money. That's the uh, one with uh, Catherine Heigl, <laughs> where she's a bail bondsman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> number Ew. 17 we had last week, Underworld Awakening. Um, and number 16... An elderly Margaret Thatcher talks to the imagined presence of her recently deceased husband as she struggles to come to terms with his death. While scenes from her past life, from girlhood to British prime minister, intervene. Her past life? Like she's Patton, like reliving ancient battles, Mm. like the Roman battlefield? I guess. Is this the Iron Woman? Close, the Iron Lady. I thought it was a lady. I thought it was just a good style. She's got great. <laughs> I, I, I really thought this was going to be a uh, MCU movie. Oh, Iron wow. Lady. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher in an Iron Man costume. <laughs> oh, yeah. The yeah, 80s well, would have been well, very different. But War Machine would have been appropriate. Yeah. Reagan in the War Machine costume. <laughs> right. Uh, number 15 we had last week it was Red Tails number 14 uh, Hugo we had that down there number 13 okay an egomaniacal film star develops a relationship with a young dancer this film won uh, best picture is Black Swan no Black Swan no it is a silent black and white film Shit, this is uh, the artist? The artist, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a weird one. I never saw it. Yeah. Uh, 12 was Big Miracle. We had that before. 11 was The Descendants. 10 was The Gray. 
Number nine was The Woman in Black. We had all of those last week. And then number eight, opening this week, <laughs> the Clock family are four-inch tall people <laughs> who live anonymously <laughs> in another family's residence. <laughs> so they're squatters. Um borrowing simple items to make their home. Life changes for the clocks when their teenage daughter is discovered. Is this Parasite? <laughs> <laughs> if they were four uh, inches tall, yeah. 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 Was it The Littles? It's it's the same thing. That's an older show. Um, yeah. The yeah. Collectors? No. Um, the, the, the small people? <laughs> well, I think... So th- these are all based on the same property, which I think was The Borrowers. Was that the name of it? Like the oh, books, yeah, the I'm book series? Oh. That was the book series I think The Littles were based off of and this one. Um, this is called The Secret World of Ariadne. Oh. All right. Yeah. Um, number seven, uh, three high school friends gain superpowers after making an incredible discovery in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Even the description is a teenage metaphor. Uh, <laughs> Chronicle. Yeah, that was... Uh, um, number six. This is a good one. Um, two warriors escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come across a young boy uh, who may have powers, but a long dormant evil resurfaces to claim their original glory. Oh, This is not the Phantom Menace, but <laughs> it could be. I thought it was Children of Men for a second, but Mm. then, yeah, quick. Um, He might have powers. (laughs) He might be giants. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Um, Brian, you are exactly wrong. It is the 3D re-release of episode one, (laughs) The Phantom Menace. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, it was the 3D re-release, the 2012 3D (laughs) re-release. Holy shit. This close, man. This I w- close. I went and saw it with Jude. <laughs> it came out. It was terrible. The 3D looked awful. Huh. Yeah. What a great phrase, Thoreau. You are exactly wrong. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. It is a good phrase. He was. He could not have been more wrong. Because <laughs> I said this right. is not the Phantom Menace. Yes, that's the exact, the only thing that could possibly not be more wrong. Uh, um... Opening at number five this week uh, is a new one this week. Uh, CIA operatives wage an epic battle on each other when they discover they're dating the same woman. Oh, that's a euphemism. Um, <laughs> it looks like we got a Chris Pine in here. Oh, it's like Vince Vaughn. What was this? It sounded serious until the I can't last. tell, but I think the blonde lady might be Zellweger. No, not Zellweger. <laughs> I can't tell. This is my favorite throw is looking at a picture that he can't see clearly. It's so tiny. <laughs> and when you started, you were like CIA operatives. I, I thought of like a, a crew of them. But <laughs> then you're like, oh, we're the same woman. Um, yeah, it may be. I can't tell who the blonde lady is, but there's um, a 2000 love- zero blonde lady in it. <laughs> love and Quantico. Or Langley. I guess so. This means war. Oh. <laughs> Loving waterboarding. <laughs> Loving the time of waterboarding. Oh, God. That was what, 2003 wow. through 2005? 
Um, um, maybe. Yeah, there was a date when we started using this. Wow, well, you know, <laughs> it's literally making someone think they're drowning. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if there's a date that it ended technically mm. or started. Yeah. Okay. Um, opening at number four. Tortured by a curse, a man gets a chance of redemption through protecting the devil's son, whose father is oh, pursuing man. him. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost Rider opening at number four. Everybody overshot it. Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, Brian was closest. Now, the three movies which beat it, none of these opened this week. Oh, wow. Yeah. All of these are at least in their second week. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. All of them opened last week. So, number three. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this description. Sean Anderson partners with his mom's husband <laughs> on a mission. On a mission. Finally. It's like I should know who Sean Anderson is. <laughs> yes, I hate when they do. Yeah. From the Anderson verse. Yeah, you know. He's Mr. Anderson. Uh he's a, he's one of the Sean's, you know. Um, on a mission to find his grandfather, who is thought to be missing on a mythical island. Fool's what? errand. <laughs> this is a sequel. Is this Fool's one of those errand. Narnia movies? No. Oh no! This is a. Uh, oh, the. It stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. oh. Not Journey oh. to the Center of the Earth. Uh, mm, close-ish. Part two. <laughs> Journey. Journey two colon the mysterious island. Journey okay. to the colon at the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where it would be. Down there. Yeah. Um, you got to get it checked. Yeah. <laughs> Number two this week. A car accident puts Paige in a coma. And when she wakes up with severe memory loss, her husband Leo works to win her heart again. This This was the Valentine's Day movie. About a chick in a coma, girlfriend in a coma. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, start. <laughs> yeah, good. Girlfriend in a coma. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting Star- lots of stuff done. Starring, Cha- <laughs> starring Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams. Getting lots getting of stuff lots done. They'd <laughs> be like, I went to the bank. I got some new shoes. I got a I haircut. I played 450 hours of Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Stars organized all the bullshit you don't like. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams. What was this movie called? It's called the Wake Va- Up a Little Susie. <laughs> it's called the Vow. Vow. The Vow. Uh, um, all right, <laughs> and number one, a young CIA agent is tasked. with this is like the third movie that starts with yeah, CIA. He, he to, I, let me just guess. Is he here to fight the other two CIA agents that are fighting over a, like their girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. No. It's like, it's like a Rashomon third perspective. <laughs> okay, so a young CIA agent is tasked with looking after a fugitive in a safe house. But when the safe house is attacked, he finds himself on the run with his charge. Is it safe house? Yes. It's safe house. 
Uh, that's a. Uh, uh, start. Den- we got agent. we got Denzel and um, what's his face? Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds yeah. yeah. Canadian uh, lad. Yeah. <laughs> Young Canadian lad who made good. Uh, um, and that is our box office top ten for the week. That brings us to our character and comic book background, Mr. Alaric Weber. What can you tell us about these characters <laughs> and the crazy Al hijinks they get into? Al needs theme music. <clears throat> I, th- I think a Family Feud. I don't know. We'll figure out something. <laughs> um, so we've already talked about Johnny Blaze, uh, Ghost Rider. Um, I, I guess uh, his name's going to come up when I talk about Ray Kerrigan. So I'll, I guess I'll start with Danny Ketch just real shortly. Um, that was the name of the kid in this movie. Um, Danny Ketch was the third Ghost Rider um, after uh, the the old West hero was the first Ghost oh, Rider, and then Johnny right. Blaze was the the second Ghost Rider, but the first one on the motorcycle. Uh, Danny Ketch was. Um, actually the the brother of like the long lost brother of Johnny Blaze so they were related mm-hmm. um, and uh, same powers I, I don't have much more to say about him because he's he's not really in this movie um, <clears throat> and then the uh, the only other uh, new character from the comics was uh, Ray Kerrigan uh, also known as Blackout I don't think they said that in oh. this in this film. No, no they um, never said the name. But uh, this character first appeared in Ghost Rider Volume Three, Number Two, June of nineteen ninety, created by Howard Mackey and Javier Saltares. Uh, he Was is he a, an arms dealer as well? Pardon me. Um, well, he is a human demon hybrid. So um, he gets really good mileage. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has superhuman strength, speed, durability, and reflexes. Has the psionic ability to extinguish visible light in his vicinity. Um, he he has me- he has mechanically enhanced teeth and fingernails. Wait, I have mechanically enhanced teeth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love that you can dim lights. Like that's a power that everybody's f- dad wished they had. <laughs> I walk into a room and the lights dim. Like yes, if it also brought down the thermostat. It would yeah, be I can control every thermostat with a thought. <laughs> yeah, blackout is depicted as having an albino-esque complexion and extreme physical sensitivity to light. That's where he gets his name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that and blacking out the light around him. I mean, I I was known as Blackout for a while, but that had more to do with, <laughs> yes, with, with the vodka than anything else. I, I no recollection of powers. Yeah. <laughs> Worse powers, but more. <laughs> uh, Blackout is initially employed by demonic crime lord Deathwatch as an enforcer and assassin. During his second battle it's with nice the he can Danny. Work. Yeah. 
Uh, during his second <laughs> battle with the Danny Catch Ghost Rider, Blackout's face is disfigured by Hellfire when he tried to bite through the Ghost Rider's jacket. <laughs> okay. You can't really bite through most jackets. Well, he's got the mechanically enhanced teeth. <laughs> Oh, here. That goes to leather, motorcycle leather. Um, but yeah, his uh, face was badly burned. Uh, this caused him to become Ghost Rider's sworn arch enemy. Hmm. Uh, wow, sworn. Yeah. I mean, just be a judge. Did, did Ghost Rider take him up on that? Or was he just like, nah, bro, I got I yeah. got other arch enemies. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> is it weird that I, you're, I'm your best friend, but you're not my best friend? Right, like, like <laughs> w- when you become arch enemies, do you both have to agree on that? Be like, so, so we arch enemies now? I don't like, think yeah, so, man. <laughs> like, I got a lot to do. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, fine. <laughs> um, now you're really my fun. arch enemy. I already have a nemesis. I don't need another one. <laughs> Upon learning Ghost Rider's true identity, uh, Ray Kerrigan murdered Danny Ketch's sister Barbara and several of his acquaintances. Hmm. Over the years, Blackout would do battle with the likes of Morbius, Blade, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Um, the the movie writers they said that they only used um, the appearance of of this character for the movie. Um, giving him completely different powers, but and I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. Um, what was going on with the the blackout? Because they had the 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 scenes where it yeah. would just get dark dark all around him. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that wasn't well explained, but it was there, and it looked kind of cool. It looked uh, cool. But, it was very. It was it was difficult to understand what exactly it, was happening at first. Yeah, it seemed like right. a stylistic choice. That was actually his power. Yeah, blacking uh, out. That's what I thought too. That it was a stylistic choice, but that was actually part of his power. It's very quickly explained um, when uh, Rourke gives him the. He says he has the powers of decay, <clears throat> and then comma of darkness. And then he attacks that uh, that EMT guy, and it all, <laughs> it all goes black. Um, but the power of decay, which is one of my the, the power of decay, is new right. for this movie. Mm. Hmm. It's a cool power, yeah. yeah. And I just believed it because you know, in a sort of like Horseman of the Apocalypse kind of way. In the first one, they had those elemental type, yeah, bad guys as well, right? Yeah, like did. wind and shit, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> rocks. And yeah, <laughs> it was like cold Earth, fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it was. They're like whenever they come around, I can't help but remember. <laughs> Anyways, we'll celebrate. Don't worry. Uh, That's the end of this segment. All right, Ooh. thank you, Al. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, does Moreau exist in the comic book? No, he, does. he does not. Oh, okay. Nor does Nadia. Mm. Nadia. Uh, okay. All right. So um, thank you, Al. That brings us to the uh, film itself, the film's production uh, history and background. Um, so basically, they... Uh, immediately after the first one announced the development for Ghost Rider 2, 
Um, Peter Fonda said he was happy to return his Mephistopheles. Peter Fonda is a liar. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I read that he actually got this. He received the script and after reading the first five pages, turned it down. Wow. That, really? But that's the, weird. But the first one, he was like, yes, this is right. fine. Okay, whatever. Um, well, and good a time as any. I think I agree with you, Thoreau. Uh, we said it in our chat, but um, that this is feels like a soft reboot rather than a sequel to the first one. Absolutely. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. If, if it yeah. were not Nick Cage as Ghost Rider, I think it would have been a straight up reboot. Yeah, good point. Like um, a, they did with Punisher. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, considering Peter Fonda, uh, the writers actually said that it was uh, fortunate for him to turn it down because they did want to showcase um, how the devil switched bodies. Mm. Mm. So it might have been tricky if Peter Fonda had returned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, don't know. I I I think it was probably money. I think he probably yeah. just didn't get offered what he wanted and was like, nope, don't need to do it. Um, so uh, there's not a whole lot of background to this. They decided to make it. They had brought people on and it took a few years to get it done. Um, it was directed by Neville Dean and Taylor, Mark Neville Dean and Brian Taylor. We have spoken of them previously. They directed Jonah Hex. No, I'm sorry. They, oh. they wrote jonah hex they did not direct it they wrote jonah hex um they uh they were the writers and directors for the uh crank franchise the uh the jason (laughs) statham one not the christmas at the (laughs) Uh, but uh, yeah crank okay right um so yeah uh oh um let's see we've got uh Writers, we've got a few, uh, Scott M. Gimple and Seth Hoffman. They both are best known for their work on the Walking Dead series. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing they did. They've, they, they worked on, they did a lot of TV stuff, but mostly Walking Dead. And I feel like we need to have a music cue for this one. Writing credit to David S. Goyer. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Always, always, always. Yeah, um, every one of these things, man, this dude has his fingers in. Um, we've got Nick Cage coming back to star as Johnny Blaze. Um, Johnny Whitworth stars as Rake Harrigan. Um, he was the he was the main dude in Empire Records. Hmm. Um, yeah, he was in. Uh, let's see, he was in Limitless, uh, The Rainmaker. Um. What's he been doing recently? Nothing much recently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 100 and CSI Miami. So um, let's That's getting checks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's getting paid. Fergus Riordan is Danny Ketch. Um, Fergus is best known as Danny Ketch in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Um He's best. He's best known for getting bullied for the name Fergus. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. is an unfortunate name. Yeah. Um. He had one role after this. This was his final film role, um, except for one in 2015. He 
starred or uh, he played the role of Bastion in a movie called Don't Grow Up. So he's basically stopped working in the uh, industry. Uh, <laughs> Once he stopped growing. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Hines as uh, uh, Mephistopheles uh, slash Rourke. Uh, he has been, this dude has been around. Um, he's got a really, really long uh, uh, filmography. Uh, his first feature role was in Excalibur, the 1981 film. Um, let's see, he was in uh, Mary Riley, uh, Jason, the 2000 Jason and the Argonauts, Some of All Fears, Road to Perdition, Veronica Guerin, Laura, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Um, I know him best probably personally as Mance Raider, the leader of the wildlings from Game of Thrones. Ah, that's where I recognized mm -hmm. his face from. Mm -hmm. I've, yeah, I've seen him in a lot of things. He's, he's yeah, yeah, he's he's a noted character actor. He's he does a ton of work. He um, was the voice of Steppenwolf in the Justice League. Yes, yes. Oh. So we will be seeing him again in we'll Justice be hearing him again Justice League and. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> and Justice League Grey. Oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Violante Placido as Nadia. Uh, she is an Italian actress. Most of her credits are Italian movies. <laughs> which Violante? I have, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Yeah, not, not much in English. Um, she was in The American, the 2010 George Clooney Flick, and this one. These are those are her two biggest American credits. Um, then Idris Elba as Moreau. We uh, we've we've had him before, right? What what has he been in? What that yeah, we've Thor. covered? He was in one. What was that, Al? What Thor? Thor. Oh yeah. Oh, it was of a course Thor. He's him to... Okay. <clears throat> um, Christopher Lambert as Methodius. What the hell is he doing? In this movie, that was weird. Um, but uh, best known as a Highlander, uh, he was Tarzan in Greystoke Legend of Tarzan. Um, but uh, so uh, I read Christopher Lambert, um, did three months of sword training for this film specifically. I'd like to point out he wields a sword for roughly three seconds, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much of that. Yeah, did he did he forget all his sword tra training from Highlander? From Highlander, he was right. in three just, Highlander movies. He just yeah. takes movie roles to get training. Yeah, yeah to get sword specialized training. He's like you. He's like you know. Training, he's man. like you know what I think. I think that my my uh, character is really into pottery too. I need to take some pottery classes. <laughs> You'll pay for that, right? Right. <laughs> I'm signed up for Spanish at the community college. Can you uh, cover that one too? <laughs> the adult annex. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, then we've got Anthony Stewart Head as Benedict, uh, best known as Rupert Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mr. Tony Head. Yeah, and I, I just want to say that I, I would believe any occult bullshit that comes out of his mouth. Anything. Anything. That dude can say anything, and I will believe. Prophecy, curse. Yeah, you got it, Giles. Whatever yeah. you say. Uh, one of my favorite Buffy moments is still when um, Xander's reading through a book, and he's like, what does this mean? Blah, 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 blah. And it bursts into flames, and Giles just shakes his head and says, don't speak Latin in front of the book, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just sad that in this movie, uh, he didn't have glasses and like take them off and polish them while yeah. he was, <laughs> yeah, you know, talking down to Morel. Yes, the only monk in like a tweed jacket, <laughs> <laughs> corduroy slack. Oh, his his sleeves did have the patch. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> the leather oh, patch. Yeah. Oh, oh, Homer, you ruined two coats. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was a lie. Right, Rounding out our cast, we've got Jason Goman as Terikoff. I don't even know who that was. Vincent Regan as Toman uh, Nikesevich. Were these people in this movie? <laughs> Is that the guy who would always like unfold his gun? Is that the unfolding gun guy? I think that the was... Uh, <laughs> That was Spencer Wilding as Granick. Granick. Vince, oh, okay. Vincent Regan was the uh, guy who they roughed up to find out yeah. where Kerrigan oh, was. The door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scratching at the door. Scraping, <laughs> which I always thought was Scraping? Weird. I thought it was yeah, scratching. Scraping, yeah. Scraping yeah. at the door. Scratching makes more sense, right? Yeah. Scraping at the door. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that's it. There's not a lot. They just decided to make this movie um and then they made it uh <laughs> it has 18 percent on rotten tomatoes which i don't feel is fair but before we get into uh that and reviews i had a, a fun fact about production mm-hmm. um nicholas cage uh showed up on set um with like full baron samedi makeup mm. when he was doing the the ghost rider cgi scenes um, mm. to feel more in character. <laughs> awesome. But he like surprised the the crew, uh, <laughs> just showing up with a with skull makeup. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> that he did at home. Has <laughs> <laughs> his, his <laughs> one day he messes it up and he's like a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just does Peter Chris kiss. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, there weren't a ton of very interesting reviews on this one. Um, like I said, 18, about half of them seemed to be like, this movie's terrible. And half of them were like, this movie isn't as bad as everybody says. So, I mean, it deserves higher than 18%, but the third act does kind of implode. So that might have left people. Yeah, it's, it's not a good movie, but it was strangely entertaining. But around halfway through, it kind of just came to a standstill and then kind of went off the rail, like implode. Yeah. Right from that Josh. ritual on, even before w- once they got to the monks, the the Christopher Lambert monks, um, I was just like <laughs> hey, the pacing started to fall apart. Yeah, yeah. But up until that moment, it was like boom, bang, go. Like we are on a we are on a ride. Yeah. I was, yes. Um. So the one review I have is uh Sebastian on uh, July tenth, twenty seventeen wrote has a few ups and downs. Three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> So, I like this stuff. Thank you for telling me nothing useful of any sort, Sebastian. Five years later. Yeah, five years after the movie came out. Uh, so that's it, guys. Um, that's all I got <laughs> for our background and reviews. It's like, it's like waiting five years to be like, you know, sandwiches are all right. Yeah, exactly. They're not great. But they're good. I can go they're for them bad. or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you guys ready to jump into the movie? You should be. <laughs> you should be. Because we're all scraping <laughs> at the door. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, here we go. 
This is Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. We open on Eastern Europe, I guess. Well, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, the uh, this was under the Marvel Knights banner. Um, yeah. Yes. Cool. This was the, the second and last uh, Marvel Knights movie. The first one was Punisher Warzone. Huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first one wasn't on Marvel Knights, was it? No. no. Hmm. But still Avi Arad, right? Yeah, Avi yeah, Arad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Feige didn't really have much to do with this one. Well, and is are they still going to release the Morbius movie? Oh yeah, it's it's done. It's made. It'll it's coming out right. at some point. And I know that Jared that's Lito probably Sony, paid. right? Because it's Spider-Man property. Yeah, yeah that's a Sony yeah. one. But it'd be cool if that and Venom had been under Marvel Knights, just just because. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would have fit. Um, yeah, they clearly decided to just junk the branding of that, though. Um, so, all right, a man named Moreau arrives via motorcycle at a monastery. <laughs> Yeah, the island of Father Moreau. It took me a few scenes to realize he was supposed to be French because his accent went from non-existent to Pepe Le Pew, like, yeah. <laughs> constantly. Vengeance. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Idris Elba should apparently not ever attempt a French accent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They've got a boy and his mom that they're keeping safe. Uh. They're immediately after saying they're safe, they're attacked by a group of mercenaries. <laughs> the uh, they mention uh, that in a few days it'll be the winter solstice, and um, they're going to go to a corn maze. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but like the, the the danger will be over, or something like that. The prophecy, mm. the hour of the prophecy, will be over. But okay, if. The winter solstice is in a few days. Why is this mountain not covered in snow? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, yeah. Hey, was, was it summer solstice? Did they say winter specifically? Winter. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and they, they identify the location as Romania a few times. And if you were watching with cap- captions, it would even say speaking Romanian. Um, but yeah, where is this place? <laughs> where are any of these places? Is this on Tatooine? Yeah. And then after they do their shit with the the priests then they're back in this romanian countryside on the highway and stuff yeah it's, so, yeah this location was a little hmm. yeah well okay because they shot in several places um across the uh let's see um but i'm with al there would have been snow if it was all in that same area but yeah it seemed like tunisia or something yeah um let's see they they shot both in romania and turkey huh okay so that's turkey yeah yeah, clearly any no, place. I, I would say this was Romania. <laughs> are, you, are you joking or? No, the the monastery. I, I would imagine. No, that it's no, a... those like beehive type. This monastery is in Romania. Oh, the, the later. Yes, the later monastery. Oh, yeah. 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 Would be in Turkey, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. Um. Uh, yeah, they're uh, attacked by a group of mercenaries led by a man named Car. <laughs> I put Cardigan, Carrigan. <laughs> such, a, uh, such a lazy villain name. Yeah, Carrigan. Uh, <laughs> Carrigan is then attacked by uh, Tanya Harding. Um, <laughs> timely jokes. That's what I'm about. <laughs> they kill a bunch of monks uh, and. 
The mother and son named Danny and Nadia flee by car. I'd like to point out that this Romanian gypsy woman named Nadia named her kid Danny. <laughs> I think the devil's like, I want him named Danny. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> Danny Ketch. There's no more. There's no more uh, of a Romani name than Ketch. Yeah, it sounds like he's from, like, Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, he can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Moreau tries to help them. And get... his, his accent sounds like he's from Orange County. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. A number wow. of my unanswered questions have to do with the accents and the... <laughs> the, the prevalence, he grew up stateside. Yeah, the prevalence of... <laughs> The prevalence, an of, army breath. Yeah, the prevalence of English-speaking, American-accented, and American-looking buildings and signs everywhere. Because Romania is known to have, for, for a string of uh, American-style truck stops with English signage. <laughs> anyway. If you've ever been, you'd know. Yeah. You'd know. Romania. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> I've got Romania. <laughs> I'm I'm crazy for Rome, Rome mania. <laughs> um, all right, so Moreau helps them get away despite them being uh, resistant to his help. Then we cut to a credit sequence. Uh, we get uh, some cagey voiceover explaining the backstory of Ghost Rider, and apparently Jerry Springer's evil. <laughs> yeah, well, in his bare ass, multiple times. Yes. Well, yeah, and the art of the deal, essentially. I know Trump yeah. wasn't, but yeah, it's, it all comes down to the deal. The deal. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Johnny Blaze. <laughs> He's hiding out in Romania, apparently. Moreau arrives, yeah. tries to convince Blaze to find the boy and his mother to help protect them and escort them to a super extra special monastery, way better than the other monastery they were just at. <laughs> um, where they'll all be safe. Moreau tells Johnny that he'll be able to sense the boy because of the demonic spirit that is in him. He offers to help get the rider out of Blaze in return after it's all done. Johnny says, no, man, <laughs> I ain't doing that. Um, uh, one of my favorite moments of the whole movie was when uh, Moreau and Johnny basically first meet and he's says uh, my brothers are dead as should i be if it if not for the intervention of god and that quick cut to him hanging out in the tree yeah <laughs> yeah um it was just just a really funny beat it was um yeah it, there was a lot of humor there was a lot of little wry bits of humor in this film that i appreciated yeah. like did you guys notice the ongoing joke of every time Kerrigan was driving in a car <laughs> there was like a funny pop song playing low behind him <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't know, but now I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it allowed Nick Cage to come and bring the Nick Cage we all love. There yeah. has to be a little bit of that weird humor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come out of his shell. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and the stylistic approach of like, um, like the sudden like, um, like the freezing and then like back and forth matrixy, like going around people and stuff, like. It was mm -hmm. a much more interesting film than the first one stylistically. Oh, and the, there were a couple times where in that sort of like blackness, um, the the ghost rider moved in that sort of Korean horror movie way where it's yeah. like, where they yeah. scatter from side to side. 
and I thought that was really cool because that's freaky. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and and okay, so, and the Ghost Rider like skull looked so much better. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it was cool. He looked like a Scooby Doo villain in the first one, but like this time, it, it looked totally. genuinely cool. It was like charred black mm-hmm. um, instead of the the bright shiny white. Um, yeah, I guess because yeah. it's it's supposed to be like eight years after the first movie. Yeah, uh, so, time wise. I imagine a raw skull takes a beating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes a while to age properly. Yeah, after that sun bleached look, there's clearly the charred look comes next. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then bangs. Yeah, bangs. Um, cut to a restaurant where Danny and Nadia are grifting a stupid American businessman who's trying to cheat on his wife. He's British. He was British. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, but little do they know, <laughs> they're being followed by Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Every time I thought <laughs> of Nancy time. Kerrigan, they said his name every time. But Cardigan is funnier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that night while driving, they're run off the road by Kerrigan, who has a romantic history with Nadia. We discover um, he's going to kill her and take Danny who he's been hired to retrieve. Meanwhile, Johnny gets all cagey and turns into the rider. Uh, <laughs> cagey. He cages it up. Uh, let's see. He speeds to the place where Nadia and Danny are. He kills a bunch of Kerrigan's guys, but Kerrigan manages to knock him out of commission with a, a uh, an RPG launcher. Um, they called them slug throwers. They called them slug throwers? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a rocket propelled grenade. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a grenade launcher, but <laughs> they called it. They called them slug. I mean, technically, any rifle is a slug. Th- any any <laughs> weapon, is, like yeah, those are like because a slug is. There was a grenade. A grenade's not a slug. A, sl- a slug thrower sounds like a derogatory term you'd say to someone in like feudal England. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw <laughs> slugs at me, but, slug thrower. But like that's what they call like the weapons in Star Wars, the ones that like shoot a bullet because it's uh-huh. a metal slug. Yeah, I mean maybe these right. are actual slugs, like exploding, exploding slugs. Slugs. <laughs> slugs <you know? laughs> okay, that makes a lot more sense. Um, strangely, <laughs> <laughs> strangely. Um, well, I'm here. Uh, so uh, yeah, Kerrigan. Oh, knocks. But there was that cool shot. It was in this scene, right? Um, it was in the trailer too, where the dude just fires so many Uzi bullets. That's later. Uh, oh, it is later. Yeah. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That. All right. Into cool. that's, okay. Uh, that's at the quarry. <laughs> Dad, this felt quarryish. Quarry. <laughs> yeah, the quarry. Well, yeah, I know no, no. That, is. that you do? Yeah, they're in Romania, and these. Like Nick Cage is clearly American. And he's like, they're down at the quarry. They're down at the, the quarry. quarry. And Nick Cage is like, oh, the quarry. Okay. Yeah, the I know quarry. the quarry. As if, as if they're 13 year olds who go down there to, you know, yeah. swim and jump in the water. You know, and down it, at the quarry. Yeah. All right. Anyways, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. All right. So, um, yeah, Kerrigan manages to knock uh, the ghostwriter out of commission and he escapes with Danny, but not with Nadia. Cut to the next morning. Johnny wakes up in the hospital. He's really bad at flirting with nurses. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> yeah. um, that was the most Nick Cage bullshit I've ever seen. Well, he switches from flirting to where are all your heavy drugs. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Toxic. Uh, but just like his line deliveries in that, are, are you an angel or am I dead? <laughs> like, like, dude. Yeah, I was, I, when you came in, I thought I was, I thought I was still dreaming. Oh, you have hallucinate. <laughs> Much hallucinate. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, he's healed up from his wounds from the night before. He makes a quick getaway before the cops can uh, question him. And on the way out, he spots Nadia. Meanwhile. Kerrigan contacts Rourke, the current incarnation of the demon Mephistopheles, <laughs> and the guy who hired him. Uh, he tells him that he wants more money because of Ghost Rider. Rourke, and he says we don't change the terms of the deal, which is a devil thing to say because obviously they do constantly, constantly. Yeah. But then Rourke also seems surprised to hear about the flaming head guy on the motorcycle. He's like, "Oh shit." Put Danny on. <laughs> uh, I was just like, listen, Danny, you're going to hear some weird shit from this guy. About me. <laughs> He's going to say I created him. But I want you to know it's all bullshit. We're cool. <laughs> you and I are cool. I'm your real dad. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Rourke casts a spell so that Ghost Rider can't sense the kids anymore. <laughs> The most movie bullshit way of like, it's like a computer. You know computers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a what, firewall. What was with that? That's such like a, I, I get why they did it, but that didn't have to happen for no. the story. Or it should have happened much earlier. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he seems surprised that the Ghost Rider's out there working, but he's able to make it so the Ghost Rider can't see Danny. Yeah, well, I mean, he decided to wait until uh, the Ghost Rider showed up. I understand why it had to happen for the story, because um, we start with, uh, you know, we we have Moreau telling Nick Cage that Nick Cage can sense the boy. So if Nick Cage can just sense the boy, he can just go straight to him. So we have to have a way for Nick Cage not to be able to sense the boy, whereas he needed to be able to sense him in the first scene. Well, uh, (laughs) maybe this is an unanswered question, but I'm going to ask it now. Why didn't Rook do this thing to himself? Oh. That's good too. Good question. You know. Well, well, I mean, was Ghost Rider able to find Rourke? Was he able? Because I don't. Yeah, I don't that's think... how. That's that's how he tracked him later, right? No, no, no. They just um, Idris Elba they knew... just happened to be at the same place. No, Idris Elba knew where the thing was going to be. <laughs> knew where the special, the special rite was going to be taking place. He mentioned yeah, that at that, Red Rocks. Yeah, he mentioned it was going to be like at a like like after Dave Matthews it's, Band it's, plays. It's the place that's it's the place that's furthest from heaven on Earth. So apparently, we're lucky that's all in Romania. That <laughs> yeah, was lucky for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all right. Uh. Let's see. Blaze. Uh. Johnny Blaze confronts Nadia, who reluctantly agrees to accept his help finding Danny. On the way, she explains that Danny is the son of Mephistopheles. She made a deal with him to save her life, and he wanted a son in return. Then we get another Johnny Blaze voiceover. He tells us that Rourke needs emissaries when he's on Earth to do his work as he's uh, weak when he's in a mortal form. Yeah, and he, he's in a pretty old one. Yeah. yeah. Which, But apparently <laughs> he couldn't have been in it more than eight years because he used to be Peter Fonda. Yeah, how did he not like uh, take on like The Rock or like Arnold Schwarzenegger or someone who is like physically menacing? It's like, nah, I'm yeah. just gonna be this old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they showed images of his past um, possessions: mm-hmm. uh, Vlad the Impaler, Idi Amin, 
uh, I think it was Joseph Goebbels. Mm. But I wasn't yeah, sure. that would make sense. Yeah. Stalin. Um, Stalin was there. I, I think the clown was John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Yeah. And, wow. and, of, and of course, really Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he he becomes John Wayne Gacy, and then like, what just gets arrested? <laughs> like, yeah. He's Jerry yeah. Springer. Jerry Springer's still alive. Like, when did he stop being Jerry Springer? Well, and. He was sort of over in 2012, right? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I know he still had like an online YouTube show. Yeah. I don't know. But he wasn't the household cuckoo crazy. No, Jerry. Do you you think he's the one who introduced the be kind to each other line at the end of the Jerry Springer show? The devil? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this shit needs some levity, bro. We need some. (laughs) You guys are messed up. Should we end in a prayer? No, not that, but (laughs) something nice. Yeah. I mean, I may be the devil, but I'm not a complete dick. (laughs) But I'm not an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, all right. Uh, Meanwhile, Danny causes the car he's in with Kerrigan to crash. Uh, He just grabs the steering wheel and yanks it. (laughs) We all have those powers. Yeah. Uh, he tries to escape, but Kerrigan recaptures him and steals a couple's van. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does it run? Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Right. Does it run? Nah, that's why we're living in it. Uh, you got any good cassette tapes in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, re- any relaxation mood? <laughs> Pure moods would be great. <laughs> Pure moods right now. I just want to sit in the bath. Sail with my away, Chardonnay. sail away, sail away. <laughs> Back uh, with Johnny and Nadia, he explains that the writer Jadia, just call that <laughs> J- That's their couple name, Jadia. <laughs> um, not Naughty Blaze. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no romantic relationship in this. Movie. No, there's not. Which actually, I appreciated that. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Moreau and Johnny Blaze seem to be. They had a connection. <laughs> yeah, mutual admiration. They share some moments. Yeah. Romance. Yeah. yeah. They drink wine together, you know. Well, you're going to be attracted to whoever can exercise the demon inside yeah. well, you. Yeah. Also, if it's Idris Elba. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Idr- he is Idr- something. Idris Elba, Idris Elba wants to drink some fancy wine with you and have you confess your deepest, darkest secrets to him. <laughs> Something's going I'm down. In. Yeah. On one of the, uh, or one, on the newest Chris Rock special, he talks about that, like being divorced and having to get back out on the scene and meet people and stuff. And he's like, and I was hanging out in a bar with my friend and my friend's like, it's no big deal. Just go and talk to her. It's fine. You don't have to be worried. And I was like, yo, Adris, <laughs> not, not all of us look at you. <laughs> right. That was the friend. He was, <laughs> yeah. Just go talk to him, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking Idris Elba. All right. So they, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, he explains that the writer will go after Nadia as well, as he sees all sinners as the same. Yeah. Whether you download a song yeah. without paying for it or murder people either way you're going to hell they should use the good place system you know the point system but right yeah, very convoluted because uh, it sounds like uh, you can even accidentally commit some of these sins that he's you yeah. know like i i clicked the wrong thing mr ghostwriter i didn't I want bought to an apple that. yeah <laughs> i didn't mean to download pure moods 
<laughs> sail away, sail away. All right. They... Every time. All right. They only sell it on cassette now. What else? Only. What else was I supposed to do? What else was I supposed? To do? What was I? How was I supposed to get pure moods, Mister Ryder? <laughs> Uh, they arrive at an underground pig fighting club uh, where, <laughs> where there's so much paparazzi when the guy that we're they're looking for but we're following up those steps yeah, the, yeah so many flash bulbs and so much do you want to be seen at right. the man hog fights it's a big fighting club like like where people fight pigs, not pigs fighting <laughs> yeah. each other. That's <laughs> apparently in Romania, dude. I mean, I, guess. I don't know what you guys uh, expect. Uh, <laughs> like it's a big premiere. This <laughs> is this hog's first fight. <laughs> yeah, no, this pig's a big deal. <laughs> he had friends in high places. He's fighting out of his weight class. This is yeah, it's a big weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry, Homer, <laughs> but that pig had friends in high places. Um, all right, so. <laughs> They uh they rough up the guy, and uh, he tells them that Kerrigan's making a weapons deal down at the old quarry. Down at the quarry, where everybody does dirty deals. Dirt Jeep. Um, the, <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> at the quarry. quarry. The writer comes out, and he races to the quarry where Kerrigan is buying missiles. Uh, for the the, uh, the, the shot of... <laughs> Him writing and like trying to keep the the writer at bay looks oh, very yeah. uh, looks very Raimi esque to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yeah, yeah, that did. Um, the screaming. Mm-hmm. Was my favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the screaming. That's true. Bruce Cam- <sighs> Bruce Campbell would have been a great ghost writer in his younger days. Yeah, yeah, he could have pulled it off for sure. So, all right. Um, so, uh, ghost writer arrives at the quarry. Um, he uh, <laughs> because <laughs> Mr. Slate would be furious if he was late. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a Flintstone joke, yeah, kids. No. <laughs> if you yeah, read a book <laughs> <laughs> or don't read a book. <laughs> watch a fifty-five-year-old. Watch a fifty-five-year-old parody of the Honeymooners. <laughs> Anyways, um, wake up at 5 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, he fucks up Kerrigan's guys pretty good using a giant piece of mining machinery. This mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So like I liked how throughout this film, uh, a number of times different vehicles he's in become the Ghost Rider vehicle. Like they get all flamey. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been really cheesy, but it wasn't. Yeah. This- they. I was just say they did it sparingly enough yeah, with interesting yeah. enough vehicles. Yeah. yeah. This particular piece of equipment was the was called the Bagger 288 bucket wheel excavator. Yeah. Um, it digs into built rock. by a German uh, company uh, for mining. Were they main, uh, were they named were they named Minecraft? They were not. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Damn. They, were, they were named Rheinbronn. <laughs> Uh, was the mining company. Uh, Krupp was the company that built it. Uh, it was the heaviest land vehicle in the world from 1978 to 1995. Then, Superseded in 95 the by the Bagger 293. Then it went on 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 world's on uh, the Biggest Loser. <laughs> Lost a lot of the yeah. weight. 
if I'm not mistaken, if you take Mission Road south towards Green Valley Sarita, I think you can see one of those on the backside of the mine. Oh, wow. From the road. Anyway. So, all right. Yeah. But that was an awesome weapon. And they made it look more Ghost Ridery. They focused on the chain. It had a bunch of chain links. Yeah. On it. Yeah. It felt Ghost Ridery. Yeah, it was cool. It, like the effects throughout this, the style, like the stylistic choices, I really enjoyed it. It was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Uh, so, uh, Nadia and uh, Ghost Rider get away with Danny. Um, so, this is where they shoot the bullets in his mouth and he shoots them back molten. And yeah. I loved that. Yeah, that was um, cool. There but, was a cool scene also when uh, Nadia unties Danny. Uh, that guy Granick shows up and she throws a knife at him. He catches it and turns to look at her and she's got a gun and just shoots him. Oh yeah. yeah that was good. him with the knife. Cap- yeah. Capable moment for Nadia. Yeah. Nadia is no pushover. She can take care of herself. Well, in, in the quarry, it's that classic bad guy movie thing where it's like this bullet will get him. Okay. This bullet will. Okay, now this one then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, <laughs> you this shot javelin bunker buster will do it. It didn't. Oh, it didn't. Let's try again. Yeah. Let's try again. Well, I mean, what I else? Love the, what how else? many of these do you need? How many people are you fighting? Yeah. Just one. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> no follow-up questions. Give um, me four. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, Ghost Rider's about to do his penitent stare on Nadia, but Danny commands him to stop, and he does. And... Uh, Turns back into Johnny Blaze. Um, the next day, Johnny just com- to just to point out, it's the penance stare, not I'm the sorry. penitence. I'm sorry, the penance stare. <laughs> the, accurate- <laughs> the penitence stare is a legal term. This is to <laughs> file paperwork. Uh, the next day, Blaze <laughs> contacts Moreau to meet up with them. He bonds with little Danny at. One of the many American-styled truck stops with English-language signage that do litter Eastern Europe. Yeah. and Hey, Romanian trucks need to stop places. Oh. Yeah, they do. I mean... They I like do, the but all Jay. the signs so were in English. But what bothered me both times I watched this is over Nick Cage's right shoulder when he's talking to Danny is an extra that's an older man about the size of Rourke, and he's wearing a black overcoat and a hat. And both times I'm watching, like, oh, that's got to be somebody. And not, I'm pretty sure it's an extra who couldn't help but look at Nick Cage <laughs> during these <laughs> shots. Because it's not. He is nothing. But, yeah, she's constantly looking over. Uh, <laughs> oh, extras. Um, all right. So then uh, back at the quarry, Rourke arrives. <laughs> We're still at the quarry. Rourke. Well, not just, I'm sorry, not just Rourke. It's obviously a few hours after this battle. Who called the EMTs? Right. Why did the EMTs come to the quarry? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> but they were there. Be like, um, yeah, our weapons deal went wrong. Can you come help us out, guys? <laughs> I think a couple guys are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> One guy got molten bullets to the face. Okay, sir, can you see if he's breathing? <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know. It's just one big hole now. (laughs) (laughs) My friend is no more. Um, So uh, back at the quarry, Rourke finds a dying Kerrigan. He revives him, giving him a fun (laughs) springtime makeover and the power of decay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and darkness. <laughs> yes. And darkness. And darkness. Um, yeah. I know it's to match like the comic book character design, but like, why did his hair become long and blonde? Yeah. That dishwater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Out on the road, Blaze tells Danny <laughs> that it hurts when he pees. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bond some more. Moreau catches up with them and they all do the motorcycle riding. Happy fun family time together. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Kerrigan's coming for them. Apparently, you can't hurt a Twinkie. They well, are- yeah, he yeah, they could have made that even more fun because you know he he ate it through the wrapper and squeezed it in, and so you kind of think that's how he did it. But it would have been funny if he completely unwrapped it and held it, and it didn't decay. I Isn't thought that the joke. I thought that's, yeah, I thought that's where they were going with it. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, why didn't the ambulance decay? Yeah, see, that's the thing is, okay, so so it appears that he can turn the decay on and off at will. Otherwise, it makes no sense because he touches a lot of things that do not decay. Right, but it seemed like when he was pulling the food out of the lunchbox, uh, like the sandwich he pulled out decayed um, before he could eat it. Right. Mm So, um, so again, the only way it makes any sense is if he was doing that on purpose. Otherwise, because we see him, it, he does d- decay metal and swords, yep. you know, yeah. big yeah. chains. He decays many. Maybe, maybe those things like biological stuff is is more sensitive to decay. But but metal, it's harder to turn off. Well, or and but metal, after. he's like he's like amping it up. You know, he has mm. to be very careful handling an apple. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> As well, any of us and later on, he's holding and touching Nicolas Cage and not decaying him. And he's waiting for Rourke to come over. So yeah. he has to be able to turn it on and off. Well, other, and early on, I noticed that he had one glove that was still intact. And then he had one that had the fingertips missing. And so I thought that that's what was happening. You know, he had one that didn't make things decay but no later on he uses the gloved hand as well that's the first thing that decays the gloved hand decays the the wood in the very first time he decays anything right yeah yeah you're right he's just got the gloves on then yeah, yeah it would have been really easy to make this clear but yeah they didn't no it was a little convoluted yeah they did not make it clear at all um so all right uh they arrive at the secret monastery where the monks, this is much better than the other monastery, guys. Just believe me. This monastery <laughs> is me. way better than the other monastery. Um, the monks are uh, going to take care of Danny and Nadia. Moreau takes Johnny down into uh, some catacombs where he tells Johnny that the rider was an angel sent to protect the innocent, but it got corrupted by the devil to punish sinners. And they used his name, Zarathos, which was from the comics. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And that one monk looked like he had the same, like, memento condition <laughs> from the movie Memento. <laughs> Covered in tattoos. Yeah, just help him remember the Bible. Christopher he Lambert, the Highlander. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right. Uh, Johnny goes into a, <laughs> a cave where the spirit is taken away, and he's free of the rider. That was a little, again, convoluted. That's all it took? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, Holy Communion and then locking yourself in. 
Uh, so uh, he comes out of the cave three days later no, to, <laughs> to find that the monks have betrayed them. They're going to kill Danny as they see it as the only way to stop Rourke forever. Uh, before they can do the deed, though, Kerrigan arrives and kills the monks and takes Danny. Sometime later, Nadia, Moreau, and Johnny survey the remains of the monks. This whole section was weird and unclear what exactly was happening to me because Nadia, so Moreau and Johnny just got taken away like they were getting locked up. But if Kerrigan killed all the monks, then who unlocked the door to let them out of their cell? Or if they were never in a cell, like what? Like, I'm just really unclear as to, like, what Moreau and Johnny were doing while uh, Kerrigan was killing all the monks. Where were they? What were they doing? Moreau was probably on a bender, I assume. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was in the discotheque. So, um, yeah, there was just, like, a really big, weird, empty spot there where we have no idea what the protagonists were up to while... Well, no, and they just appear and then they ask what happened even. Right. And, what happened and there were here? monks taking them away. So if there were monks guarding them, then those monks would still be alive, but they are nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so I have no idea. Um, uh, let's see. So uh, Moreau explains that Rourke plans on inhabiting Danny's body. <laughs> Ugh, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> they will perform the rite that night just before dawn. They, uh, it's going to be at the extra special right having place, apparently. Well, and did it say that sunrise is when he's the weakest? Dawn? He being Rourke? Yeah. I'm not sure if they said I thought it was like the beginning of the ceremony. I thought that's what they were implying. I don't know if it's every sunrise. Uh, Oh, like during the ceremony, he's weakest? Yeah, like, well, as it begins, like... Mm before he transfers anything into the boy. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. (laughs) When he puts it in the boy, he gets weak. (laughs) (laughs) No, I swore Nadia had said that. Like it it has to take place the hour before (laughs) dawn or whatever. He's at his weakest, but fine. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, honestly, it does. (laughs) At this point, it doesn't matter. None of this makes any sense. No, I know, but like he's the morning star. Yeah, the devil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Twilight oh, hours, but are but, kind of but his... he's not Lucifer. He's Mephistopheles. That's true. Oh yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe he has a different uh, quadrant of the of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he's obviously between, a businessman. Between, we see him catching a train. Yeah, he's like, I'm that section where it's like the middle of the afternoon and you get sleepy. <laughs> yeah, he's siesta man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so alright they decide they're going to go after them and save Danny they gather some weapons and head out meanwhile they, uh, um, the location of the ritual they said was uh, Uzak Gokton um, Moreau said that it was the farthest place from heaven um, oh, right, that, yeah. that name in Turkish actually means far from heaven mm. Hmm. That's interesting. I I think he's wrong. It's clearly Bakersfield. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You guys have never been to Yuma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, 
The chant that they were doing um, to my ears sounded like, do you see another Molson? <laughs> I thought they started Listen like getting a rhythm going. And I thought like it was going to break into like, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga. Yeah, because they're at Red Rocks. You know. um, all right. So uh, let's see. That they attack um, as the ritual is taking place. Um, they interrupt it partway through. Uh, Kerrigan kills Moreau. Uh, they have, they take Johnny captive and they're about to kill Johnny when Danny, remembering that he has all the same powers as Rourke, puts the rider back inside Johnny. Oh, wait, there was the 2000 year old wine joke. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, before they attacked, um, that wine has got to taste like piss. At, oh, I mean, well, at a certain it's point, vi- yeah, well, you're getting vinegar. No. Yeah. 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 He said, uh, this might be good on a salad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Moreau's like, hmm, not bad. And he's been waiting for this. He's had his eye on this 2,000-year-old bottle of wine for a long right. time, uh, yeah. he mentioned earlier. So Excited. He, he might have been a little disappointed. That is an extremely well, yeah, extremely developed palate that man has, or an extremely <laughs> undeveloped palate. At a certain yeah. point, it's impossible to tell which <laughs> with yeah. foodies. Which like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fermented anchovies. Mmm, delicious. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, shit. I lost it. Move on. All right. So, all right. Uh, so the writer kills all the evil monks. Rourke and Kerrigan flee with Danny while Nadia and Ghost Rider chase them. Uh, let's see. Ghost Rider catches up with them. He kills Kerrigan. He stops. Wilhelm scream. Yeah, we got yeah. a Wilhelm. One twenty forty one. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. So Danny could just like spew the power back into him. It, it kind of didn't. Um, Sergeant Kabuki Man wasn't that the same sort of way they did that? Oh, <laughs> he, he kissed the power into him. Yeah, oh. sort of kissed it in. All right. So, um, all right. He's. Uh, let's see. The writer sends Rourke back to hell, or at least to the center of the earth. Um, yeah. <laughs> it pulls Danny out of the wreckage of the car that crashed as Nadia arrives. Danny is seemingly dead, but Johnny can feel the angel part of the rider inside him, and he brings Danny back to life. Which is apparently why he can be Ghost Rider during the daylight hours. I was wondering, yeah. Ah. Uh, we, cut, huh. we cut to Johnny riding, but now he has white heavenly flames. Roll credits. Really? Um, yep. Yeah, that's it. Um, it was quick to the point, did what it needed to do other than kind of slowing down in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, they wrapped it up quite quickly. It felt like they did. The end sequence was good. Um, you know, like the end action sequence was fine. All of that. Um, just everything from the time they arrived at the second monastery through, uh, and the, uh, when they got to uh, the right t- taking place mm. was kind of a slog, I thought. It was, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, pacing got a little weird when they were on the airport runway doing tricks, too, which mm-hmm. was fun. There was a lot of like comedy in that, but it also went on longer than it probably should have. Yeah, for sure. Um, All in all, I don't know. I kind of liked it more than the first one. <laughs> oh, I, I liked like this the, much yeah. more than the first one. Yeah. Same here. 
We didn't have to uh, deal with like Johnny Blaze trying to be Johnny Blaze, you know, yeah. being mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm a here, uh, I'm a demonic hero, but I still want to jump motorcycles in yeah. front of yeah. a bunch of adoring fans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very, very like lean to the point. Like, we've got a job to do. We're going to do the job. Johnny's here. He gets on board fast enough. He's haunted. Yeah. Right. And you're right. Like, the first movie, it was almost half the movie probably before it was not about Johnny in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got some serious MCU vibes from this. The production quality, the, the actual like cinematography of it. Um, the story even felt like it would have fit into a larger scale thing. They yeah. definitely learned from the preceding Marvel Marvel movies. Yeah, they did. Um, making this, I, I, I honestly, this fits into the MCU almost like this would have been the worst MCU movie. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, like it doesn't make it like not at that level. It was weird. Yeah, it, it would fit into the yeah. To the canon of yeah, it, it, yeah, it wouldn't stand out a ton. Like it wouldn't be super terrible standing out. Well, yeah, that's why I'm interested to see how the Eternals goes because yeah, that'll be a stretch for the average movie fan. Well, and things like Blade coming back around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still holding out hope for a Norman Reedus Ghost Rider. I think that would be interesting. That, that would, would be, be that would be cool. Kind of dour. Instead of this goofy Nick Cage <laughs> Ghost Rider, <laughs> and their uh, their treatment of Ghost Rider in uh, Agents of Shield was good. That yeah. was um, um, a different version. Um, not Johnny Blaze, not Danny Ketch. I can't remember his name. Off the top Robbie Rodriguez. Robbie Reyes. Reyes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. The, I up until seeing this, he was the best looking depiction of Ghost Rider because um, he had like the hot rod uh, striping on the skull that looked straight out of the comics. But this, there were some moments uh, with the skull where I, I I could see the like '80s horror influence. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Where I, I forget who it was, Blackout or whatever, being like, "I'm not afraid of you," and he just keeps. Screaming at his face so i was like mm-hmm. fuck man this, this is a little scary actually yeah. this is oh, weird. there were moments when yeah. yeah ghost rider was was genuinely disturbing and and slightly frightening yeah yeah the way that he moves uh, I, somebody mentioned the korean horror film like twitchiness yeah. mm-hmm. there was a moment where he was like looking around i was like oh fuck this is unnerving yeah they did a really good job of oh. balancing that well when he first showed up he kind of like swayed his head around and then he yeah. did these weird dance moves. Yeah. Uh, before they decided to shoot him. Um, I wasn't sure what that was. But. Did you guys notice at the very end, uh, after he kills Rourke and all this stuff, he does the Wakanda Forever salute? Oh, <laughs> he wow. puts both hands over his chest and then acts. I was like, oh, well, Wakanda Forever, I guess, Nick Cage. Right on. That's uh, probably just a Nick Cage mannerism that they caught, and they're like, oh, "It looks comic booky." There was a moment. I, it was funny. I could tell a lot of a number of times. I could tell when it was Nick Cage um, or not Nick Cage with like or, or stunt guy in the skull right. when just like little mannerisms. I'm like, "Oh, well, that's Nick Cage. Clearly, right. the twitchiness yeah. is clearly him." 
darting around. Yeah, and then other times it's like, yeah, this is obviously a stunt guy. Yeah, just swagger. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this guy just jumps bikes for a living. Yeah. Doesn't scream, scratch at the inside of his body. <laughs> He's trapped inside <laughs> in the cage. Doesn't have weird, sudden, sing-songy reads of certain lines for no readily apparent reason. Yep. Uh, so um, It's his brand. It is. It is. Um, I can't believe this is the... This is our third Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Well, fourth, if we're counting Face Off, which is available at patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. And I was going to say that, uh, uh, you know, Face Off was whacking its own right. But that scene when he's the priest and he goes up behind the girl uh, uh, in the choir, uh that felt like all Nick Cage improvisation. That was 100% (laughs) Nick Cage improvisations. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting what was the other one besides Ghost Rider and Kick Ass Face Off. Kick Ass, yeah. that's right. It's Big Just Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the only unanswered question I well, I guess I have a couple unanswered questions that we didn't get to. Uh, some of them we did get to during the uh, the episode, but um, didn't uh, Mephistopheles offer to take? the writer out of him at the end of the first movie? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean... And he refused. He wanted to keep... he's gonna fight him. Yeah. But after eight years, maybe he was over it. Yeah, eight years later, he's like, fuck this. <laughs> he regretted that <laughs> <Yes>. decision. <laughs> okay. I've been in the same position for eight years. I'm not getting a promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just be stuck in this office forever. <laughs> oh Jesus, no! Um, all right, so uh, and then uh, the only other one: How did Kerrigan find the secret monastery? That was pretty unclear. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he could sense the Ghost Rider. Maybe, but maybe then... maybe ambulances just drive to quarries and <laughs> out of the way <laughs> desert places. They just they know where to go. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, I, yeah. Um, anyways, that's all I had. Did any of you have any other unanswered questions? No, I mean, I was going to ask, could he always walk around in daytime? But we kind of talked about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when in the first movie, was he able to go out? He was able to go out in the daytime when he was Nick Cage, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He just not go. Uh, Ghost Rider was limited to nighttime. Yeah. Uh, well, he in the old. first movie, didn't didn't we see a Ghost Rider horse? Yeah. Yes, Sam Elliott yeah. rode a Ghost Rider horse. Yeah. The, old, the first. The rider. kid asked about a llama, and I—that's my unanswered question. Is a camel? Yeah. Or, yeah, or a camel. When are we going to see a ghost camel? That's yeah. <laughs> America. I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's 2020, and we still don't have a ghost <laughs> yeah. camel. Representation of ghost camels in media. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my TED Talk. Ghost camel awareness. We can put a man on the Where? moon, but we can't put a ghost rider in a camel. <laughs> Where are our ghost hoverboards? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Hollywood. Scooter. 
<laughs> yeah, does he does his do his, does he like put on shoes and be, they become ghost shoes? Well, <laughs> when he's stop? running, he has ghost shoes. He, yeah. he uses his phone app to get one of those scooters, you know, that are downtown. <laughs> <laughs> ones. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where where is the line drawn? That's it has flaming <laughs> tires, but then after a little bit, it's like so he has a, like a, he has a nylon hang glider. Does it burst into flames <laughs> well, and then fall out of what the if, sky? What if he takes an Uber? Is what, it, is what it about, a ghost yeah, Uber? Who person in deerskin canoe? <laughs> what if he's riding a, a human centipede? <laughs> riding a human centipede. Kind of like, on my steed. Please. On my steed. <laughs> <laughs> my kingdom for a human Show me the meaning of haste. <sighs> Okay. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to rank this thing? Yeah. All right. Rank. Um, this is what we got going on. Um, I have down. I. Um, Ghost Rider, the first one was at fifty-seven. Okay. I know it's going higher than that one. I, I don't like think it there's than the Incredible Hulk. That's I kept thinking of the Incredible Hulk. That was the movie yeah. that in my mind I went like, God, is this this is better than the Incredible Hulk. It somehow. kinda was, yeah. I think it was. Um, um But again, I don't think it's better than the Rocketeer Dark Man or the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Or Return. I think of it's better than Constantine and the Mask. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's better than Constantine. Absolutely. Better than the mask. Maybe. I don't think it's better than Superman 3. God, I hate our list. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's so the worst dumb. deal we ever made. It's <laughs> list. Uh, uh, above Constantine. Uh, Constantine. Okay. Um, I mean, Sky High. That's yeah, I could go above Sky High. That, that was a charming movie, but. But um, uh, well, I mean, if I could, I could see putting it above anything up to super. I mean, I'm with Brian. It felt like an MCU movie, so maybe yeah. it wasn't great in every aspect, but I felt like that's what I was watching. Yeah, it felt Compared much more modern. Yeah, I don't know, Al. What what are your opinions? You've been pretty quiet no, so far. I don't have any opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I guess it's not better than Meteor Man because when they were in the quarry, I was like, "Man, if the baby lords were here, <laughs> they would mess things up." Just cocking guns and then throwing them, right? <laughs> Look at baby lords, <sighs> baby lords. All right, so, all right, are are we saying it's better than the Incredible Hulk? We're saying that, yeah, yeah. Is it better than the Green Hornet? I could say that. I could, I, I could also yeah. say that. Green Hornet was, yeah. Better than Chronicle? Maybe, but I, not better than Super, I don't think. No. I don't think the story was better than Chronicle. No. And, or yeah, That's and true. Chronicle had a very unique conceit. Well, I mean, you know, not unique, really, but for a superhero so, movie, it was a... Yeah, in between and, the Chronic and the Green Hornet. All right, we can do that. I, I it, can do that. All right. Yeah. All right. So they're going to put it at number 32 in between the Chronicle and the Green Hornet. Uh, that uh, is a wrap for uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. And boys, 
that means next week we are going to be watching the Avengers. Oh, I've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen it with my eyes closed. I've seen it <laughs> every other way you can. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just we're looking at a poster. What is Captain America standing on? <laughs> is he is he standing so erect that he is defying gravity? Um. He's Maybe. yeah. He's, he's he's standing on the backs of all those fallen invisible soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Every Private Ryan he didn't save. That's right. <laughs> he's yeah. He's standing on all our hopes and dreams. Uh, Just. So um, he's got one foot perched on um, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's rock hard buttocks. <laughs> yeah. And the other, I don't know. On Thor's <laughs> forearm. Door, <laughs> on his rock hard forearms. Yeah. Uh, so that is next week, guys. Exciting. The Avengers. Um, until then, uh, thank you all for. Uh, Hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your host, Thro Smiley, and I'm leaving to go to a much better monastery. I'm Josh Cece, and the only thing that can hurt you and your mother now is me. I'm Brian Lesh, and you can find me in hell for all the illegal piracy I've done. I'm Alaric <laughs> Weber, and I'm going to go work on my decision making. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Uh.